The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to a Came from the Radio, the official of the Big Apple Gone. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. Of course, we have none other than L-Man, Jenny Peldy. Good day, good morning, wherever you are. I hope it's good. And we have uh, the man on the side, um, Hassan Godwin. Papa Yoy. <laughs> on this yeah. week's show, we're going to have another Jay Bird and Lee segment. Um, Chris Wosley, the streaming king. Uh, we have his Chris picks for Redbox for this month. And uh, L-Man Jenny Feldy does her Toy Time coverage. So, but before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's more than time! This is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.Radio. That's Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Conda, which we are the official radio show of. Celebrating over 28, 7 years of complexness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention has not been announced as of yet. And I want to give out shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Newsday, Famous Risen Media, Unchikun, Shad Rabbit Art, Yasmin Ray, Rosa, and The Hurricane. You want to have your own other shout Go to our website, www.camefair.com. Little button on there takes you right to our Patreon page. And just for $8 a month, you can get a shout-out on our show. As Aneurysm. <laughs> as always, um, we start off with the sad news. We only have two bits of sad news this, uh, this week. So let's see what we uh, got. Yes. We have uh, writer James Michael Reeves, known professionally as just Michael Reeves, died recently um, as of this recording, which is March 29th, 2022, 2023, sorry. Uh, no cause of death has been reported. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. worked on various TV shows such as Black Star, Smurfs, He-Man the Masters of the Universe, Pole Position, Mighty Orbots, Dungeons and Dragon, Challenge of the Go-Bots, Star Wars Droids and Ewoks, The Centurions, Transformers, My Little Pony, The Real Ghostbusters, Bionic 6, Jim, Spiral Zone, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Adventures of He-Man, Time 2 Adventures, Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates, Batman the Animated Series, Bobby's World, Conan and the Young Warriors, Gargoyles, Beast Machines, Transformers, Spider-Man Unlimited, Godzilla the Series, He-Man the Masters of the Universe, Captain Power and Soldier of the Future, and Batman Mask of the Phantasm, just name a few. So our entire childhood, basically. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I remember his name, like, because um, uh, on He-Man, most, most specifically, whenever they have the, they usually have, like, the title screen, they have the actual writer. So I just started to associate, like, oh, this guy's a good writer. Whenever his name shows up, it's going to be a good episode. So if you go back and watch it, his name pops up a lot. Interesting. Hmm. Well, R.I.P. sounds like the guy got busy, so good job. Yeah, he was 72 years old. So moving on for the last bit of sad news. The least least people who die, the the least work we have to do. So that's kind of, that's that's a (laughs) win-win. Yeah, if y'all could stop dying, then I'd be happier. I can't stand (laughs) this sad news. Yeah. Artist Joe Giella also died recently. 
also, as of this recording, no closes that have been announced. Uh, Joe was known as the, quote, oldest living Batman artist, unquote, having worked on DC Comics during the late 1950s, as well as many other celebrated comics at the time. Now, um, we go to, we, a friend of the show is David Donovan of the Huracan, and he was close friends with uh, Joe. And during his convention, he always had an original piece of artwork from Joe. And it's always cool that he was still working, you know, still drawing at, at his age. And he always tells the story about when he was with Joe. And Joe obviously tells the story about when he was um, when Bob Kane was on television drawing Batman. As we all know now, Bob Kane co-created Batman with Bill Finger. And he with didn't Bill actually Finger, draw yeah. anything at all. And so, like, Joe drew the thing. And, and Bob, you know, just went over it as he was going to finish it up. Like, he drew it because he was like a ghost, uh, a ghost artist. So I thought that was very yeah, interesting. Yeah, he was a, a ringer. He yeah, was a ghost? that was an artist. <laughs> yes, he was yes, a ghost artist. Exactly, yeah. that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so uh, he was. That's 90. so cool. I didn't know ghosts could hold pens. You'd be surprised what a ghost can do. Ghosts so, uh, are ghosts are very versatile. He was ninety-four years old. That's so a good run, though. All right, RIP. So I mean, hopefully, it was a good run. It was a long run. <laughs> yeah, it was a long run. Okay. Yes. All right, that's fair. That's more fair. That's a that's a long run. <laughs> so yeah. On. For, uh, yeah. let's see, for the not as uh, much sad news, let's see if we go. Oh, the not as yeah. much sad news. Not as sad news. Here we go. Uh, from the he's yet to go to trial department due oh. to allegations of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit, star and co-creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Rowland, has not been only fired off of the aforementioned series, but also has been cut from any and all projects that he has been associated with. Uh, Justin's wow. attorney says, <clears throat> it is hard to overstate how inaccurate the recent media coverage of this situation has been. To be clear, not only is Justin innocent, but we also have every expectation that this matter is on course to be dismissed once the district attorney's office has completed its methodical review of evidence. We look yeah. forward to clearing Justin's name and helping him move forward as swiftly as possible. Oh, then we got nothing to worry about then. But he lost all his jobs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think so of the lawsuits. Well, we don't know. We, we don't know yet because yeah. there's no trial. There's nothing. He was just accused and whoop, out the door. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, this is, this is the problem. Like sometimes this is... people are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, ahead, there's a ahead, lot Tom. of stuff. There's always There's always a lot of stuff that we probably don't know anything about. Like when a company is really quick to get rid of someone, they've been they've been compiling data for a while, and they don't want anybody to know how long they've been sitting on doing nothing, waiting for something big to happen. That's sometimes what happens. Yeah, I usually that's think true. that I'm if doing that with someone, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm just sitting back compiling data. <laughs> so. I usually think of the is the guy has character. He's usually a guy because if the guy has character, then he'll have a bunch of character witnesses that will pop up, and mm-hmm. you know, and that mm-hmm. tends to not happen. So, you know, that's so, kind of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, on, interesting. On the, huh. on the same lines, right? From the milkshake duck department, 
we have a milkshake duck department. Yes, none other. I I think there's a lot of frivolous money being spent in this organization. <laughs> we we got to contact the accounting department. department. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think I think we're overextended on the department area. But okay, please continue. What so, what did what did those guys down those silly guys down in the milkshake department? Milkshake duck department. I'm okay. sorry, that's my fault. None other than Jonathan Majors was arrested recently for alleged domestic dispute, according to police. Uh, mm-hmm. Police says <clears throat> on Saturday, March 25th, 2023, at approximately 11, 14 hours, police responded to a 911 call inside an apartment located in the vicinity of West 22nd Street and 8th Avenue within the confines of the 10th Precinct. A preliminary investigation determined that a 33-year-old man was involved in a domestic dispute with a 30-year-old female. The victim informed police that she was assaulted, Officers placed a 33-year-old man into custody without incident. The victim sustained minor injuries on her head and neck and was removed to an area hospital in stable condition. Jonathan's rep says, he has done nothing wrong. We look Hmm. forward to clearing his name and clearing this up. Doesn't this sound familiar? He is entirely innocent and did not assault her whatsoever. We are quickly gathering and presenting Uh evidence to the district attorney with the expectation that all charges will be dropped immediately. All charges dropped immediately. According to reports, the evidence in part consists of, quote, video footage from the vehicle where the episode took place, witness testimony from the driver and others who both saw and heard the episode, and most importantly, two written statements from the woman recanting the allegations. Of course, the fallout is being, uh, uh, the fallout of even being arrested is so quick that the U.S. Army pulled its TV recruitment ad featuring Jonathan. The mm. Army says wow. the U.S. is aware of the arrest of Jonathan Majors, and we are deeply concerned by the allegations surrounding his arrest. While Mr. Majors is innocent until proven guilty, prudence dictates that we pull all our ads until the investigation into these allegations is complete. Uh, Jonathan is scheduled to appear on May 8th in court. So we have two guys. That's here. that's kind of what sucks is – um. God. If he's, you know, like if he's not, if they if they have information that will exonerate him, the court, you know, takes so long that by the time you exonerate yourself, this there's been a substantial amount of damage done to your career. So, yeah. The weird people around. But the weird <laughs> thing is, is that these two guys yeah. both accuse one may have better evidence than the other, right? Mm-hmm. But Ezra Miller has done way worse stuff that we all know that he did that he admitted to. But he's got the weak jaw. Nothing happened. He's so everyone's you know they're they're compensating for his weak jaw. Like he's they're still the making jawless. that Flash movie. They're still you know he went to rehab and he's getting better. Like I don't understand how is one different than the other. He acknowledged his his uh, shortcomings and and now he's trying to do something about it. So uh, clearly. All is forgiven, regardless of how many horrible things that he did that that we have on record. That's the way this stuff works, Mark. Is, is that how it works? Jen? Don't you get it? <laughs> is that how it works? Jen? did we lose Jen? We might have lost Jen. No, I'm here. Oh, so what? Do you, I what mean, you... I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just kind of thinking because I got to say, you know, all of our experiences shape our opinions. And- season all that right so okay. i'd say for most of my life i'm very strange taking you know the more the male side because i know a lot of men that have also had their life ruined in some sense by you know false or extreme accusations correct but 
Mm-hmm. Like, I do know someone who was arrested, and um, I know this person has denied a lot of their uh, criminal acts that have affected multiple people in the New York area. And uh, you know what? I feel it's hard because I feel like it goes like some dirtbag from society, but it's like, how do you know who's the dirtbag? It really takes a bunch of detectives to figure it out. True. I I I say um, I say just kind of for situations like this, kind of just keep your head down and just wait, you know, before you jump on social media and start saying like, you know, of course Jonathan Majors he's oh, yeah, he's going to be exonerated know. because I think if if it's real, yeah, you know. yeah, if it's real, um, then it'll just it will persist. If it's not real. You know they'll the you know these days they'll not make a big deal. Of it. I'm sorry. Some people are su- some people are such good liars. They're so charismatic. Can make everyone else who are the victim look like they're out to get them or something. So yeah. a lot of people do horrible things to get away. They're convincing them tonight. It's a tough thing because I've seen both both people get totally screwed by just lies. <laughs> So you got to be real careful and really know it's judgment. It's it's tough. Yeah, I think I think the I think the the problem is the rest of us um, need to realize we don't know anything. You know, that's the that's the biggest problem. Yeah, people, the people get on the social. Involved. Yeah, people, people get sure. on social media and they're like, oh, well, obviously this is true because I've seen several articles that say it's you know like, you don't know anything, dude. Just, right, idiot. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> just just stop. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be yeah, someone else honest. to take his place on in whatever movie you like in a couple of months if mm-hmm. he's if he's if he's honest <laughs> and he gets and he gets uh, redeemed. Then he'll be there for you. If he's not, and he's and he's a terrible person, then he's not going to be there. But one way or the other, we really have nothing. To, it has nothing to do with us, you know. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have mm-hmm. an opinion on it. I'm just saying it's the whole situation of you know running around like obviously this is this is the problem with the world today, and yeah. this is what yeah. Like no, you don't know. What you're too i jumped on that i was like oh i remember but now people are saying that she might have been drugged who knows i don't know i shouldn't have said anything well so moving on well on the same lines from the so so we're not moving on we're going to another (laughs) yet another frivolous department (laughs) so now moving (laughs) so now everything is okay right department good how many people are in that department? Let it's me. Like, let me. Like two guys. Two guys. <laughs> You're paying two whole guys. For, oh, all right. It's it's okay. the guy that does the investigation, the guy that fact checks it. Um, <laughs> none other than Vince McMahon has paid his company seventeen point four million dollars for costs the WWE incurred in investigating his misconduct and allegations against him. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he investigated his matter. own his own misconduct. Is that well, what the you're company, saying? the company investigated? It's, yeah, it's the two guys in the room, like <laughs> like our company, right? Yes. It's... Right, right. <laughs> for those two people you... he paid. Yes. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know or care for that matter, on the previous <laughs> episodes of our show, 
we announced that Vince returned to the company in January after he quote-unquote retired from the company last year. While WWC's board has formed a special committee to look into allegations that he paid millions of dollars in hush money to multiple women to stay quiet about his affairs and other misconduct totaling about $19.6 million. Uh, the result, which Vince agreed to, was that he had to reimburse the money. Uh, for costs that have been incurred and paid by the company and its subsidiaries through January 31st, 2023, and in connection with the arising from the investigation conducted by a special committee of the board of directors, as well as for additional costs incurred by the company after the 31st. So, what? He basically <laughs> the entire <laughs> the entire the entirety of the investigation he has to pay for that, and he paid it out of his own pocket. So. He paid allegedly seventeen point uh, uh, he, uh, nineteen million dollars to women, and then out of his own pocket because that was company money, he put seventeen point four million dollars back. Wow! 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 Uh, so he technically paid two million dollars. Like, did these women stay quiet after they were given the hush money, or they still open their trap? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Like the hush money work? No, well, I think apparently it not, because that's how it came out. Yeah. Oh, then, then I'm not going to someone... get any hush money. It was <laughs> it was hush adjacent money. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> Amen. The hush adjacent. That's why you don't want to get into the adjacent uh, category when you're doling out money. You know, I was like, make sure that with the make sure the adjacent button is switched to off. Okay, I want this. I want this to be hush direct. All right. So you go. Hey, right. this is this is some hush money. Is is this really hush money? Is, yeah, it, is hush it hush adjacent? or is it hush adjacent? Check the check the settings. Is it like ninety percent hush, partial hush, like how much hush are we doing? That's what I want. Yeah. What what is the ratio of hush to actual money given? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, it was not discussed mm. when it was the transaction was Do given. We- so. Do we have a hush adjacent department we so we can check on those things when, whenever we have to pay people out for from misconduct? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll man it. I'll man it myself. We have no money to give a hush money. We have. We have. Yes, nothing. you know why? Because we have a thousand different departments. That's why. Can <laughs> so. some people? I'm sorry. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to take a hard look, as they say, at some of these departments. That's all. So I'm sorry. finally, <laughs> final bit of news <laughs> from the it's morphin time. Pterodactyl department. <laughs> None other than filmmaker and friend of the show, Amy Jo Johnson, took to social media to discuss her not appearing in the 30th anniversary Netflix Power Ranger reunion special. Amy Jo says, <clears throat> "Please stop saying throw clear." That I do that I didn't do the reunion because of money. Simply not true. Maybe I just didn't want to wear spandex in my fifties, or I couldn't go to New Zealand for a month, or none of your business. Jason David Frank and I both chose not to for our own reasons. They filmed this before he passed. I never said no per se. I just didn't say yes to what was offered. So I think that's very interesting because there's been a debate for years about the actor and if they have or should have any responsibility to the fans. And in this Mm -hmm. situation, we have discussed many times on this show how acting at the end of the day is just a job. So if you did a job 
30 years ago, do you have the obligation to go back? Yeah, if they ask me back right. to, to to Domino's Pizza, <laughs> 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 like from nineteen from 1992, I don't think I'm going to go back. I, you know, I'm just... Yeah, me I've and talked about Blockbuster many a time. Ways, man, I've, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm I wouldn't go back to Blockbuster, and that was you know years ago. It was the same thing. So, like, what bothers me more about that story is that the Pink Rangers in her fifties. <laughs> that that what? hit What's me. Wrong with that? She that doesn't hit look me it. harder. Well, because that means we're old. Yeah, Power Rangers a long time um, ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but then on the other hand, there is like you know they wouldn't be famous if it wasn't for that job that they did. True. That's, that's doesn't the matter. Counter, like that's the fame, is, argument. fame is not a gift. Fame is something you work for, right? You get lucky sometimes. You get you or you're unlucky. You that's why job, you. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you should be appreciative of of what got you that fame. Yes, but you don't have to. You're not an indentured servant. If you do, if something comes yeah. up and you. No, I, I I I understand. I understand that that most of us are usually confused by that, but. It's it's oh, wow. it's you not just, the fans are the fans think that everything is owed to them. Oh. I remember having this long argument a long time ago. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Did you? Yeah, editor. You yes, <laughs> editor. Sorry, editor. Sorry, editor. Sorry. Sorry, I, I remember this having this long conversation with this idiot a, a long time ago. He says like, "Why well, is you know the, it's the fans who did all the work?" It's the fans. No, 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 no. It's not. It's a it's yeah, a mutual relationship, you know. The fans yeah. here's the thing: you're a fan because they did something well enough for you to decide to come back and repeat. Or badly, enough. That's all. That's that's the yeah. only that's the only level of your relationship with that person. They did a good enough job that you decided to come back the next week, or to the next movie, or read the next book, or you know listen to the next album. That's the that's your relationship. When they stop doing a good enough job. You'll stop coming. It's not like it's not like loyalty works both ways. Where you know, even though this album, these guys have uh, have made crap music for the last ten years, I still buy every album because I am a loyal fan because I'm the one who got these guys there. It doesn't work that way. So obviously, if they do a bad job and you leave, you could do you could be bad fans and they can leave. That's that's just mm. it's mutual. So I don't understand this. Like, well, you know. She's got a she's got COVID or she's got a headache or something like that. She's got to perform anyway because I'm a fan and I'm the one who put her where she is. That's not how that works. Yeah, that's crazy that anyone would ever think that. Like, do people think like that? Do you guys know people that think like this? Yes. (laughs) You know people that demand. Yes, there are whole convention (laughs) centers full of people who think like that. So you're you're an actress, L Man Jenny Feldy. If you filmed you made a movie. That's why this is a revelation. Yeah. I thought Mm -hmm. I had to do Bloody Nun one, two, and three. And I thought that Tara (laughs) and the Tiger Babes too, I thought I had to do it too. But now this is very freeing, hence the (laughs) S bomb I dropped. I was like, Oh my god, I don't have to do this. Well, so, so I don't know. This is just opening my mind. It's up to you whether you think you have to do it or not. It's not well, up to some right. fan. Do you feel right. that as an actress that you have any obligation to the fans that uh, paid for your work? That's the question. Um, I guess a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit. A sure. little bit. Really? Okay. I feel a little bit. Yeah. No, actually, I was told that I was very, um, what's the word? Socially not socially respectable there was a certain word when i first did my first responsible job and they said you're good at this because 
it was it was close to socially responsible, but like I actually care about the public. It was so socially responsibly like, adjacent. It well, was, yeah, it was something like that. I so don't I feel believe... like if you're gonna be a public figure, it does help that you care about the public. I think it helps that you care. And I, I think you should not be callous about what, yeah. you know, about your relationship with the public or how you got there. But I still think that the fans right. kind of abuse that privilege a lot. And if you're in a situation where there's a, yeah, th- there's a bad interaction, you, you should be able to opt out, you know, like this is not, you know, oh, this. Oh, yeah. So that's that's all, you know. I think you can do both. Oh yeah, no, I'll be asking out of some stuff if I need to. <laughs> I think you can do both. I think that's you me. can I think you can appreciate the fans for what they did for you, but at the same time, that was a job. It's not they're mm-hmm. not it, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. You can say, Hey, thanks for, for supporting my work back then, but I don't feel an obligation to give you more <laughs> of that because it was a job. If you're if you pay me what they're paying me or whatever I, I demand of my, my salary now, that's different. That's like um that's kind of well, what I'm go, that's like if you're going to that's like if you're going to a convention. You're paying to see them, like if you're for a photo op or a photograph, then they shouldn't be a jerk to you. That's different than not going to a job that you know that you haven't done in thirty years. <laughs> Well, if the fans go to this movie, which I'm not going to say, and say, hey, she needs to be paid this or have her back, then I'll have an obligation because <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're getting me a payday that I need. So thank you. So if they start lobbying for me. Oh, uh, see, okay, lobbying is it. different. But they're just demanding yeah. that you come nah, out here on something that they feel <laughs> nah, nah, nah. you should have an obligation to because you did something nah, nah. 30 years ago that they enjoyed. Nah. And then you come. Yeah, no, psychotic. I'm gonna I'm gonna end my thought with this because we're running out of time. Think about poor George Lucas. George Lucas Ugh. made Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of Jedi. Right? He well, was, he's like I want to make. He produced a- the other two. He, he made Star Wars. He, he produced made, the other two. quote unquote made. He was part okay. of it. Okay. Right. Just just clarifying yes. for for the nerd battalion. So he's like. I want to make other movies. And everybody's like, I want another Star Wars. I want another Star Wars. I want another Star Wars. So he's like, fine. I'll go make another Star Wars. And he did. And everybody pooed on him. He's like, what What? What? What am I doing? I, I went through all this trouble. Everybody oh called for it. I went and I did it. I did what you wanted. And then I get crap for it. And they made that poor man <laughs> sell his life's work for so, four, like, for only $4 billion. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's, <laughs> there there is a line. And I think. It, it, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. So we're almost out of time. So Hassan Godwin, final thought for the new segment. I think, I, I think unfortunately, these days, uh, fandom crosses that line a little, a little too easily and too often. So I'm kind of, I'm on the, I'm on the celebrity side of that equation. All right. Um, so but I do Jane think, told- I do think they should appreciate where they've, where they came from and where their fame came from. Okay. Elman Jane Feldy, 30 seconds or less. Final thought. Bring it home. When I say life is all about balance, we're out of balance in some way, then there's going to be some type of problem. So if you overdo it one day, overdo it, or over, underdo it, then try to overdo it or underdo it to come to homeostasis the next day. We can always find the balance. So find that balance. All right. So with that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with the game from the radio. Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. 
For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hey, I'm Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about... Oh, our buddy Mark Torres's comic book, Live Read, called Designated. Mm-hmm. Designated to be good. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Designated to be good. Right, so I'm directing the Live Read, okay, at the MCON in a- end of April. We'll put out the details as time goes on. You, my friend, are acting... As a reporter and a doctor. And a doctor. Very mm-hmm. nice. Who is the, um, let's say you are going to be a reporter, and do you have your voice kind of ready to go? Um, basically, the reporter is going to be more stern and matter of fact, and the doctor is going to be more emotional. More emotional, more, more like concerning. Concern, concerned, yeah. I'm concerned about you. No, not like literally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean like more emotion in her voice. Like. Oh, okay. How do I, how you, do I explain? You give a little bit of. She portrays more emotion. Oh, okay. She's but... not stern and cold. She's. Okay. So you don't want to do any it's... like, you don't want to do any British accents. You don't want to. No, do any kind I mean, of, like... I don't think my my British accent and Australian accent probably sound way too. Fr- Similar. But can you do an Irish accent? Oh, God. No. Oh, all right, fine. And the reporter could be like, hello. Take it away, Jim. Back to you, Jim. Back to you. Back to the studio. Back to the studio. Well, you're on on location. Oh, yeah. Okay. Back to the studio, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) That's too funny. All right. So that's cool. So you're acting in it. You've got two roles. Your brother Riley's got a role. He mm-hmm. plays a little boy in it, which he actually is a little boy, so it kind of works yeah, out. Yeah, it kind of works out. Sure, right? I'm pretty sure he's a little girl. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't want it to go in that direction. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> and I play the evil king and one of the evil space aliens. Uh, space, okay. Yes, I'm an evil <laughs> alien king uh, called King Brigham. And bring them. Bring them. Bring them. Bring them. Bring them. Yeah. Bring em. And then bring I play another one called Brunom. And bring them and Brunom. Yeah. So I get the bees covered. <laughs> so, and that's, and it's also, uh, so Mark created this. It's going to also be um, starring our, our uh, buddy Jen Elise, right? So she's uh, in it. And um, Jerry Glennon. Right? Mm-hmm. And Patrick Devaney and J.D. Rosario, right? So we got a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, it should be good. I mean, we've done... What are, what are we doing? We have to do a recording? We have to do... A, first, we're doing some video recordings, and then we're doing the live action. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty cool. You know, there's going to be sound effects. There's going to be um, a soundtrack. We've got music. Hmm. It's going to be a theme song, like, dun, 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 <laughs> kind of stuff like that, you know? And it'll be like, oh, there's going to be a part where everybody in our cast has to scream. Really? Yeah. You oh. Know? So it's going to be like... Should I a, scream sternly? <laughs> you should scream like you're... There's a, there's a crazy car accident in the scene, and, and everybody in the cast is going to be like, ah! So we're all going to be like, ah! Yes. Ah. No, not uh, ah. 
you know, and Mark is narrating the whole thing. So that's going to be very cool. And it's all part of like his Kickstarter campaign. For the comic book? For the comic book, because he's, he's having some prints done, and they're going to be at the um, comic book, uh, Comic-Con mm-hmm. that we're going to, and um, we're doing the live read, and he's going to sell them, he's going to do a Kickstarter to raise more money to make other ones, and... Uh, yeah, yeah that, sounds, that sounds awesome. I mean, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah, I um, mean, we're acting in it, you're directing it, and acting. Yes, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm like a little nervous about the acting part of it how come you're good at making different voices i'm pretty good at it but you know when it's in in front of people i don't know all right let's see alien go i don't know i'm an alien what (laughs) (laughs) i could do i could do accents but i gotta do i gotta figure out my my accent for the alien no, that was terrible. No, no. I went. I went. That, no, that one's. Not I might it. just use my regular voice and then deepen it. Like, hello, sir. Mm, no. No. All right. All right. No, that's not it. I guess we'll work on it. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. That's an end of April. Uh, designated by Mark Torres, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. My neural net processor is linked to Sci-Fi Radio. Sci-Fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen. The more I learn. Now, back to our show. Hey, it came from the radio fans. It's Chris Woolsey, the king of streaming, here with another segment of Chris's Picks for What's Hot on Redbox this month. Well, we've got all kinds of great titles on Redbox. Now, of course, everyone knows Redbox from our 34,000 kiosks around the country where you can rent the latest and greatest in cinematic hits uh, on either DVD or even better, Blu-ray, getting that 4K experience for just a few bucks as opposed to blowing, you know, probably 100 at the theaters. Uh, But what a lot of people don't realize is that Redbox also has a free streaming service as well, and we've got a ton of great titles this month. Now, it is Women's History Month, but it's also Women's Empowerment Month, so we've got a bunch of titles with women kicking butt. Um, We have one of my favorites this month is uh, In the Fade. This is a German film starring Diane Kruger, who you might remember from National Treasure. And she plays a woman whose husband and son are killed in Germany in a neo-Nazi terrorist bombing. And it looks like it's going to be an open and shut case. They catch the guys, but somehow justice eludes her until... Her character decides to take justice into her own hands. This is an awesome film, really dramatic, really action-packed, in the fade, highly recommended. Um, Kind of in that same vein, uh, we have Army of One, and this is starring Ellen Holman from uh, The Matrix Resurrections. Um, it's a great action flick. Her and her husband are on a hike in Latin America in the middle of the jungle, and they stumble onto a cartel compound. Unfortunately, her husband is killed. They leave her alive because they think, what can one little woman do? Well, when she's special forces, it ends up she can do quite a bit. Um, it's an amazing action film. Uh, this girl packs a ton of violence into a really small frame. Um, the Army of One, I, I recommend checking that one out on Redbox. It's, it's fabulous. Now, uh, not quite an action film, but 
a phenomenal thriller. Uh, thrillers are one of my favorite genres, and we have a great one this month, Below the Fold. Uh, this is starring Sarah Maguire, who is in uh, the movie uh, They Wait in the Dark, uh, which is um, coming out here shortly, a great horror film. But she is going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, in, in the coming years. She's just fantastic. And this film is about uh, two journalists who uncover a piece of information about a cold case, a 10-year cold case about a missing teenager. And this one piece of information was overlooked by the original investigators. And by finding it, they sort of set off this series of dominoes that uh, result in the exposure of the dark underbelly of uh, northern Missouri. It is really intense, really good. If you like thrillers, if you like sort of investigative uh, films, this one you do not want to miss. Below the Fold, it is spectacular. Highly recommended. Uh, back in the uh, action genre, we've got 88, starring uh, Catherine Isabel from uh, Hannibal. Uh, she's great. Um, this is another one. Uh, loses her boyfriend uh, to sort of a seemingly random murder. And as she uh, starts to uh, uncover what exactly happened, it ends up that Christopher Lloyd uh, is involved in the death of her boyfriend. And uh, let's just say it, it, it ends poorly uh, for Mr. Lloyd in this, in this case. Really great stuff. If you love uh, tough action, uh, Crackle really has you covered. And then finally, uh, Colonia. Um, starring Emma Watson. And this was kind of the film that uh, helped her kind of break out of the mold of the Harry Potter series. She's fantastic in those movies, obviously, but I think she wanted to put her stamp on on being uh, a real actress in, in adult titles. And this is a great film. Um, her boyfriend disappears and it ends up it has something to do with uh, the infamous uh, Colonia Dignidad, uh, which is a sect that uh, in, in South America that no one has ever escaped from and she has to go and find her boyfriend and and rescue him great film check it out we've got all kinds of great stuff on there again you can go to redbox.com or download the redbox app from your favorite app store watch on almost any device on your connected tv laptop mobile tablet whatever you like again this is chris's picks for redbox have a phenomenal day thanks much Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not, true believers. We at the Comic Book School may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step -step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hello, Radioheads. You know this is L-Man. I'm here with Joe at Joba's Palace at It's Toy Time, Long Island Comic Fest. Is so, everybody out there? Um, what, what is going on here? What is Joba's Palace? Okay, so Joba's Palace, um, I've been an avid collector of action figures for a long time, and then I kind of spun it off into a business, mostly because I had a very large collection that I wanted to downsize a little bit. But um, 
even after I downsized, I remained very passionate about action figures and all kinds of different nerdy stuff. So I kind of reinvested some of that, and we built out, you know, kind of a little small business uh, where we do action figures, Funko Pops, some comics, some cards, all stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that's basically your elevator pitch to what's going on here. But, yeah, we like to just make sure that collectors out there are able to get awesome action figures at decent prices. Um, yeah, and hook people up. Just, I mean, I was a collector for a long time, so I know what it's like. Mm-hmm. I know kind of the ins and outs of collecting, so just try to pay it forward, basically. So right now, listeners, we're in Hicksville at the VFW. It's a very easy location to get to. There's parking, which I always pay attention to. I don't want to fight for spaces. <laughs> I'm not bumping into a bunch of people here. So for me, my perspective, this show is great if you're a little claustrophobic and you don't want to be, like, bumping into play people like you are in New York City. Mm-hmm. But you can still see there's still a lot going on here. So it's yeah. a very comfortable show. Yeah, and all the vendors work with each other to make sure everybody has, like, enough space and that you're not in people's oh. way and everybody's customers can kind of get to the things that they need to. It's very, it's a very tight-knit community of vendors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all work together uh, to make sure that all that stuff is, like, easy for everybody. And, yeah, I mean, if you need a break, you can always step outside. We make sure to move our cars actually out of the way after we're done unloading so that people have good parking. So oh, well, thank you. Jay, the organizer, you know, he tells us to do that. I have no problem doing that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's toy time. This is only the second time we've done it, but it's always a great show. It's growing. It'll, I'm sure it'll grow more. And, honestly, if you're... You know, going to Target, shopping on Amazon, waiting for things to uh, <laughs> to come back in stock. Come support local vendors because we can kind of track things down for you. You don't want to waste all that gas money on everything. So, uh, yeah, I like helping out local collectors. And you'll find stuff at these shows as opposed to going to a million different Targets and a different million different uh, Walmarts, you know, searching for things. Mm-hmm. So it's better to just come and kind of support local vendors. And this show is only $5, so it's kind of a steal. So what are the, some of the highlight products, toys that are being sold here? Um, okay, so for me specifically, I do a lot of Star Wars. So I do Star Wars Black Series, which is 6-inch scale, and Star Wars Vintage Collection, which is 3 and 3 quarter inch scale. What um, scale? So that's how big they are. So like we're talking about oh. inches, so it will be like this okay. big versus this okay. big. Yeah, so we got Marvel Legends. We have a bunch of G.I. Joe classifieds. Uh, we have a ton of neck. Ninja Turtles and like all different Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Transformers, um, you know, pretty much anything you can think of, we try to stock it here. We do do Funko Pops at a lot of our shows. Today we try to concentrate more on toys, but there are plenty of great Funko Pop vendors if you're after Funko Pops. Yeah, so it's definitely a show that's worth coming to and I mm-hmm. want to see it grow because we need more shows like this that are like kind of more toy specific on Long Island. And uh, it's just another thing to add to your calendar and like just come out and have a great day. I mean, today was. A, a crappy, rainy, snowy day, and we gave people for a couple hours a place to hang out, you know, mm-hmm. talk nerdy stuff with people, grab some awesome action figures and collectibles, and just build out their collection and have a good time and just talk to people about stuff. Like when I do, I stream online too, whatever. This is more about this show than anything else, mm-hmm. but I like to like educate people about action figures too, you know, try to help their purchasing decisions. You know, it's not all about like, oh, I got to make sure that I make money off of people. I want to make sure people know like, oh, they had this version of this character, this version of this character, so that they can like be happy with their purchase at the end of the day. Have you ever so. heard of anyone asking for an action figure to mm-hmm. match so- what someone looks like in real life so they can put voodoo spells on them? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> maybe more in the sports realm, like people. Uh-huh. I might buy like some McFarlane Madden figures and be like, oh, I hate this 
person. <laughs> I want them to do bad in the game. Maybe they'll do uh, voodoo on them or something. But uh, not necessarily me. But yeah, you never know. Maybe more the more, more the stuff where it's like based on a real person, stuff like that. Right. Any People final thoughts for society came from the radio? Um, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate. It. We got a great host here, everybody. So definitely tune in. Thanks for hanging out. Definitely come. If you're in Long Island, come check out the show. Follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. It's Joe's Palace. Um, we'll post all the upcoming shows that we have. And, yeah, come see us. Or just shoot me a DM if there's anything you're after. So, there thanks, you guys. There you go. Bye. Have a good one. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot Club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hello, Radioheads. You know this is L-Man. I'm here with Mike from the Comic Box. And uh, we're, we're at a toy place today. Where are, where are we today? We're at a show in uh, Hicksville called uh, It's Toy Time. And why should people come here? And why should people come see you? Well, my shop, we deal mostly in anime and vintage figures. Mm-hmm. So on the island, Long Island, of course, um, we usually have in stock anywhere from 60 to 80 anime figures in the okay. store. Not too many stores on the island carry anime figures. Oh. So it's, it's one of our mainstays. You know, and then vintage toys. I've been collecting toys since the 70s. So oh, wow. Lots of it out there. So why do you collect toys? Uh, brings you back to when you were younger. Oh, okay. Better times. It. Why do you think that Long Island doesn't have a lot of anime toys? The stuff mostly comes in from Japan okay. or from China, and imported in. They get hit with lots of fees, oh, so little places don't do it. So they have to do it in bulk, or you have mm. to go through distributors. Mm-hmm. And the price point on it is a big thing because it can be anywhere from nine ninety nine to four hundred ninety nine dollars oh, for an anime wow. figure, depending on what it is. So you have one in your hand. Yep. So let's let's do this. Super Sailor Moon two. So what is this? And this that is, on is sale an today. anime statue. Uh, doesn't move, no moving parts to it. She just stands still of uh, Sailor Moon from the Sailor Moon show. Mm-hmm. And the price point on that is like between $24.99 and $28.99. So it's a, a fairly easy figure to move at got that it. price point. Got it, got it. And what people do, would they put this in their car, like in the front? No, they no. that would be flying all over the windshield. Do they, can they bring in the pool with them? They could Play because the it's made of vinyl. Oh, really? Oh, okay. That's actually good to know because... Yeah. You know, I, I don't really play with too many toys, sorry. But uh, if I did, I would probably want to throw them in the pool or put them on the tennis court with me or bring them on a hike. G.I. Joe was good for that because the yeah. space capsule, you'd throw it in and it'd be a splashdown. So what are what are some weird uses for toys that you've heard in your time that are, you know, Ooh. PG-13 for the radio? Because well, we are on the radio. My, my stuff, <laughs> we could say whatever, but the radio. The radio is a different story. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had people blow up. Toys. Okay. They're making movies and stop motions. Yes. And every so often they'll go, I need five of the same figure because I'm going to be repeating this. Right, right, right. So 
So back to this show. Mm -hmm. Enough of the wacky comments for me. Uh, what can people see here? What's the incentive to come see the comic box at the show? Uh, vintage toys. The Ghostbuster Firehouse is one of uh, the harder things to find. Okay. Uh, especially complete. Ghostbuster uh, Firehouse. Okay. Yeah. That's right behind you. Oh. Oh, wow. I was wondering what this was. Yep. That's the firehouse from Ghostbusters. I thought this was an apartment for ants. No, a little, little bigger than that. Oh, that's pretty cool. But, and this is 175 Yep. I remember. Oh, wow. I remember seeing this. Yep. This is this from the 80s? That's 1984. I was born in 84. That's yep. why I'm like, I vaguely remember this. And it's this little banister? That's the... So they don't fall off the edge. You know, oh, put their wow. hands out, hook it on the end. They can look it over the side. The fire pole, of course, famous for it. But on this side, eh, you know what? You want to get around. some books in the library, you might fall off too bad, Pretty right? Pretty much. Yeah, there's no banister here. We don't really care about book readers. No. Maybe you they hated book readers. This is the uh, containment unit for the ghosts. Okay. <laughs> and then, of course, the sign for the Ghostbusters, which would go on the front of the building, but I don't I have it out. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. I'll show you. So this is the containment for ghosts. So if any of you guys act up, I'm going to treat you like a ghost. I'm going to shrink you down and put you right in here. And then you can come to the comic box and, you know, maybe ask someone to get you out. Absolutely. Right? All right. So any any thoughts on today's show? Today was an excellent show. We're just about ready to pack up in about mm -hmm. 20 minutes. Okay. And uh, things went very well today. We sell a lot of parts and stuff, and that moved quite well today. Nice. And Take care. I, we were one of the few people that had Legos today, and it was surprising when... People came in, they were like, do you have any? I'm like, you're looking right at them. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, any final thoughts? And where can we find you online, your website, Instagram handles? Uh, that would all be on the card that I have behind me. Unfortunately, so it's not off the top of my head. Okay, so the comic box. The comic box in Ma Massapequa, New York. Okay, got and it. And we're literally four miles from here. All right, cool. Huh. Cool. All right, thank you so much for the interview. You're and uh, if we don't see each other, then have a nice life. You too. Back to you, Mark. Hey, it's Marissa Jade, your favorite mob wife, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. You know this is Ella Man. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. And where am I? I just had a memory lapse. Where am I? Who am I with? You are at It's Toy Time in Hicksville at the VFW Hall oh. with co-owner Jay. Wow. Wow, it's really cool. Um, you know, it's like I just had my Men in Black memory erased. So could you tell me what is going on here? What what happened here? All right, so two times a year, we have It's Toy Time, the collectible toy show. Cool. The collectible toy show on Long Island. This show is wall-to-wall -wall toys, video games, some comics. You walk in, you'll find vintage to current action figures, play sets, parts, card gaming, video games, systems, and games. If it has to do with toys, it's somewhere in this room. If you can't find it in this room, you're probably not going to find it. Really? So a lot of collectibles. Any rare things that you've seen today? Any rare toys? There have been, and much to my amazement, some, some awesome, awesome vintage mint-on-card and mint-in-box toys. Like, I'm talking vintage Star Wars, mm -hmm. vintage G.I. Joe, Vintage He-Man, Thundercats, Dino Riders, which I haven't seen in I can't even tell you how long. Vintage stuff in the room today has been stellar. And then, of course, we've got a crazy selection of the guys with the Funko Pops. And then the more recent stuff like the G.I. Joe Classifieds and the Star Wars 
Black Series, Marvel Legends figures. That's another thing that was in the room today that I used to play with as a kid is the uh, 1980s Superpowers line. Had a ton of those mint in package in the room today. Some even graded. Some graded G.I. Joe stuff from mm -hmm. back in the 80s. I don't know. I was like seven well, years old the whole time, so I was just having fun. For listeners who aren't too familiar with toys, what does it mean if something's graded? So much like a comic book, you could take a toy and you send it off to a company. Mm -hmm. I forget the name of the company that's, that does the toys. Okay. Because I'm the comic guy. Right. But you can send your toy in. So you have a toy, let's say Superman from Superpowers. Mm -hmm. it's mint in the package. Kid, nobody ever opened it. And they will grade it just like they grade a comic book for the condition of the package, the bubble, the figure inside the bubble. Yeah. And they encapsulate it in a hard plastic case. Mm -hmm. put a neat little sticker on it that tells you what the grade is, and then you have a graded action figure. They do it with vehicles. They do it with play sets. Mm, okay. And what's the weirdest thing you saw today? The weirdest thing I saw today <laughs> was, <laughs> was a Tarzan figure from Disney from, I guess it's the 1990s. Okay. Uh, it was weird for a few reasons, but that was the weirdest thing I saw today. Could you, could you tell us why it was weird? Uh, the way that he looked and the position that he was in. You wanna, <laughs> do you want to act out the position for No, because I have to keep it G-rated. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I wish I saw that. I wish we could put that on this little video. Yeah, it was totally just kind of like a thing. It wasn't meant to be that way, right. but... Any it, surprises on this show? Well, one of the big surprises for us is we our attendance. We had okay. well over 500 through the door today, which Wonderful. was awesome. Wonderful. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, with their parents, and seeing kids at the show is always awesome because there's no better way to corrupt kids into a hobby. <laughs> right. And I mean that in a positive. Right. Than to see the parents bringing the kids and the kids actually being engaged and involved in it. So, oh, like, at the front desk, right. uh, first 10 kids through the door this morning got a free Funko Pop. Oh, nice. Okay. It was really, really cool to see a kid pick one, have a big smile on their face, go right. into the room with their parents, and right. then walk out with three more pops. Right, that's pretty cool. And um, what do you think is some of the benefits of getting involved in toys for children or adults? From a collector's standpoint or just in general? From any standpoint, just any benefits. All right, well, first of all, for toys for kids, toys mm -hmm. are one of the things that allow kids to use their imaginations and mm -hmm. to pretend and to mm -hmm. dream, right? So right. any kid playing with toys... To me, it's a mentally positive and stimulating thing for them. Mm -hmm. Now, as you get a little bit older and you start to realize some of this stuff is collectible, right. everybody needs to have hobbies, right? Mm -hmm. So here's a hobby that's a harmless hobby, other than maybe to your pocketbook. Right, right. Collecting toys, I think, allows us to relive our childhoods to a degree, because mm -hmm. I know it certainly does for me with some of the stuff I see from when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, depending on how you're collecting, there can be an investment level in it right. uh, not the easiest thing to do it's like playing the stock market so right. that's not for everybody right but toys comic books sports cards whatever it is right if it's a hobby and you enjoy doing it I think mm -hmm. that's really the benefit is that it brings you enjoyment in your life and awesome. I can tell you right now, this was a room full of happy people that nice. their hobby is making them happy today. Well said. Well, it, science shows playing, the, if you can really play and really enjoy yourself, then you can actually exert more at work, and work can be more enjoyable. Sure. So if you want to be a hard worker and get things done productivity-wise, perhaps you should embrace playtime more. Well, there's that old saying, work hard, play hard, right? Work hard, play hard. Or just play hard. 
sleep hard. I don't know. <laughs> well, any final thoughts for the show or today from if we came from the radio? Absolutely. First of all, I always have to say this. Thank you for came from the radio for being here because they're supporters of ours and we love them. Um, but this is not the only show, folks, so just keep in mind, there's more coming, and the next one is in September. Okay. And here's something nobody knows. Mm-hmm. We will be in a new location. Any uh, where? Long Island? Can't give any real big specifics other okay. than still going to be in Nassau County, okay. still on Long Island, and it's going to be a bigger place. And what's the name of the September show? It's Toy Time, it's Collectible Toy, time. toy Show, Got and it. Long Island Comic Fest is next month here, okay. April 29th. April 29th. And then in October, we'll be moving to our new location that I cannot announce yet, but I promise I will soon. All right, beautiful. Well, thank you very much. I had fun in my drive-by uh, situation <laughs> coming to the show before going upstate. Thanks for having me. And now back to more Came From the Radio. Bye, guys. If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com, centraloregonradio.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.